Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We are here. We're back. This is episode six of the Complex Sneakers podcast. I'm here with my guy, Matt Welty. How's it going? And my man, Brendan Dunn. That's right. I am very much back on my bullshit. Uh, I ate trail mix for lunch today. Go ahead, King. That's that's when you know I'm in grind mode. Yep. When we don't even step outside of the office. We like just a get hunter a, and gatherer. We get a cup of trail mix. Li- and this is a throwback. A little, a little known uh, Brendan Dunn fact. When yes. he first started working at Soul Collector slash Complex, mm. he was known for keeping a box of Cliff Bars. Yeah. At his desk and would just like pound those things just to stay efficient. I get it while blogging. Also, for the audience, this is a fact. How many days a week do you and I at least eat ramen noodles? At least two or three for lunch. Yeah, we're grinding over here. Yeah, it's not all glamorous, big budget traveling to LA. No, we're grinding. We're eating ramen noodles, literally ramen noodles for lunch a lot. Very much back on my bullshit. I welcome it. (laughs) So we have a topic today. A couple weeks ago, we did the best collaborator of the year in sneakers. And now we are doing the end of the year wrap up, a perfect time to discuss all the sneakers, the hits and misses. And Complex recently put out the top 10 sneakers of the year. Mm-hmm. And we did it at ComplexCon. And I think our lists are all different. Yeah. So I, I have to admit, though, that like uh-oh. this is, no, this is like, uh, you know, Bennett Complex now started uh, like freelancing and turning like. 2012 so Mm -hmm. and then came on full-time in 2013 but this was literally the thing i used to dread the most why was your end sneaker list yeah why no sitting in the room with like with joe and all that and like the arguments it would never just be like we argue a lot though yes it would always but it would be like a clashing of like i thought this shoe like our taste was just so different so Mm -hmm. different so different that you like there was certain things that like you know you would want on the list and Mm -hmm. there's certain things that you know we would like and they wouldn't they'd have a hard time like meeting in definitely in the middle and it's like and i know you always had the last say on it so it was like it was it but was, uh. but it's changed since then i think it's been more democratic now yeah and we have a bigger team and and i think everyone's kind of every everyone's vantage point is heavily weighed I think versus we, last versus those years where I think we have like a better process though too because yeah. back then it was just like is this shoe hot or not I like it and we're like dude it's just another color of a retro I'm glad we're doing this episode because I think it's so important to have these conversations in public these yes. lists come out and people are like why did this happen why is that so high where is this shoe and so I really like to kind of pull back the curtain on that and let people know how we feel about these individual shoes how we weigh them against each other you know one of the one of the moments you mentioned that this happens is also a complex gone right so so it's always cool to to have these debates. 
public and, and let Definitely. people know. So do you guys want to read Complex's top 10 and dissect it, or how do we want to do this? I think we should yeah. just get right into it, start at number 10, right? And we can talk about, you yeah. know, as we go through stuff that we thought was left out, yes. stuff that we think personally may be, may be too high. And again, this isn't our personal top 10. Right. This isn't the shoes we wore the most. This, these aren't the shoes we like the best. These are the shoes that I think had the most impact, were the biggest, and were actually good. And there's yeah. definitely some differences between the complex con list and this list, which I think will make for good talking points today. Yeah, yeah. So we're reflecting again, we're going off the latest complex sneakers, top sneakers of 2019. List. And that yep. list released on Wednesday, December 18th for anyone who wants to follow yep. along. Number 10 is the Nike Adapt BB. Uh, Wealthy, was it you who said that people were kind of booing the inclusion yeah, of this shoe I at complex con? And I, and I wrote in the blurb and, I, and I'll, you know, uh, hold no punches on this. That was the dumbest thing that I saw on the panel. People, people not appreciating people it. People not appreciating it. If you can't understand, I'm not even a Nike guy, not yeah. a basketball guy. If you yeah. don't understand why, why an auto-lacing basketball sneaker, the first of its kind, mm -hmm. is one of the 10 most important or best sneakers of the year. Yeah. I just don't know what to tell you if you're like arguing that a, another color of a retro sneaker is a better sneaker of the year. Right over an auto-lacing basketball sneaker. I think that that's like one of the arguments that we had. And the, the one point that I remember getting the most frustrated was, Joe, in 2013, mm -hmm. and I think this was a big argument. You remember the panel when it was like Ronnie, rest in peace, Gary Warnett, Nick yes. DePaul, all them. Yes. The, the when we used to do the videos here. Yeah. yeah. And on the website, we ended up ranking the Roy Black and Royal Ones as the sneaker of the year. And right. I remember Gary Warnett, oh, yeah. how can a retro just That's be? That's always the topic of conversation. How can retros be on there? But, and it's something that people kind of have gripes with year in and year out. But don't you have to rank like a new innovative shoe as like more important? For I believe so. I believe so. And I think part of the reason why people don't necessarily rank the Adapt BB too high is because it wasn't super visible in terms of people wearing it. Like it, it wasn't, out on the streets as much as any given Jordan retro, I don't think. Right. But I'm still with you in that it should be included. I mean, look, this is a performance basketball shoe that delivers on the dream of the Nike mag. The Nike mag yes. is an iconic shoe that, that people dreamed about for decades, becoming a reality. It became a reality, but by that time, the idea of it was kind of outdated or didn't really have a home in a specific sport. And even when the Hyper Adapt came out, uh, a shoe that was that was even more performance based yes. in 2016 it wasn't like a real yeah. sports shoe nobody and was actually playing sports in it this is the, the 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 fruition of that dream and that's the thing this technology where i appreciate the adapt bb is that it went from a cosmetic technology to actually a functional technology yes. where tatum is wearing them on court kyle kuzma before the puma deal was wearing them on court that means for a pro basketball player to wear self-lacing technology on court, they have to be top-tier, top-tier innovation, where I think the models that came before this with the self-lacing was heavily cosmetic and heavily more kind of techie Statement. review, at, uh, you know, unboxing type of yes, thing. Yes, this, yes. this was, hey, we c you could play in this. And, and for a sneaker to come that far to have professional athletes playing in it, and it, and it having self-lacing technology, I think that's why it kind of deserves to be on this list for sure. And I think the shoe just looks great. I know Welt is going to clown on me for talking about like that. No, no, no. Go the, for the it. The arrangement of the swoosh or, it. you know, but like something about the branding on it feels somewhere between cartoony and tech to where it's like it's communicating almost the idea that this is something we dreamed about when we were kids but is now legitimate. Yes. The swoosh is kind of bubbly and looks like something you would draw on your notebook, like with a Sharpie. Well, the one, yes. the one, the one knock on it, I know that Clark Kent had said the reason why he doesn't fuck with it is because he doesn't like shoes without laces. But that's the future, right? I we, will we, tell you we, who loved it. 
Long Island Facebook. I did a video of it. People <laughs> reacted. People <laughs> reacted very, very positive to the self-lacing technology that I posted a little 20-second video on Facebook. What do you think? In if I don't want any spoiler alerts on it, but what do you think the Long Island Facebook sneaker of the year was? A Yeezy. Just the idea of a Just Yeezy the, in yeah, general. Yeah, I, I will say one more note on the shoe, and then we can move on. Is that I, I would maybe argue for the inclusion of the Nike Vaporfly Next Percent over this, okay. because to me that is just as much a performance shoe that that really shifted the way we think about what shoes can do for athletes and and what what they should do for athletes and things like that. Like, it, it, it's probably a more legitimate performance shoe than this one is based on the results that we've seen from it. A runner and one close to my heart because I did run in it yeah, a, a decent amount. Thank yep, you. Yep, two hours and twenty five minutes you uh, ran it in. Something around there. So, Not so confirmed, I will say but that, that's but, what we're sticking to. But I do still think the Adapt BB is a, is a totally valid inclusion. Okay. Uh, after that, we have uh, number nine. The can someone pronounce the brand? Ame Leon Dor. Yeah. New Balance nine nine sevens. Not including the nine ninety V two or the nine ninety V five, right? Those are the most recent ones, right? Right. No, these this this one was this probably is better, stronger. right? Yeah. How is Wealthy Silent on this? So Come on, no, I, I like it. I like it. Um, I like it. What? No, I. Hold on. I don't have any. Oh, uh, just, just you know, we're not on YouTube yet, but he just swiveled in his seat, so he's really getting ready. situated. He's really ready to make a point. Go getting ahead. Situated. I don't have any issue with the shoe at all. It, the only thing that's, I guess, not weird to me, but the one when we talk about collaborations, our personal list, I think it made it was the, the, um, overkill ZX shoe that was like the three shoes with the mismatch. Oh, I see where you're going. In this. this shoe, even though it was two you different love that releases, shoe, the mismatch. I do. But this shoe was—I know it was two different releases, but it was kind of the same idea of like the two shoes. Okay. With the mismatch, um, you thought the overkill thing executed that better? Yes, and also there were like some people who were kind of wanted to unveil that shoe. Yeah, um, something you've alluded to here before. Yeah, it's that's been said. I you know I published it. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, but. That uh, may may not be involved in you know whatever things, but 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 we can agree that this this Ame Leon door definitely <clears throat> shoe made more impact. Than no, the for sure. And everyone right, on sure. the panel, no one debated this. Everyone seems like this made their top ten. Yeah, there was no booing. There was no discussion on the panel uh, at ComplexCon, and it translated to this office because no, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nine. nice. It's nice to see it. Like definitely, like a, a shoe like that make the make the bunch. I know. Remember Clark? I think once again was arguing. Hey, how many times you get a break? No, up? on the because we're talking about the panel. Oh, you're right. You're right. We're you're talking right. about the panel. <laughs> I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not talking you're about right. the panel. But he had had uh, mentioned the bodega. Yes. The bodega one, which was huge. Yes. I think like you know you saw people like PJ Tucker wearing that uh, in the NBA. Do you do you like that one too? Nine nine seven S. I do. I, I don't. I don't think like it's that as model as, as much. Yeah. That's the thing. Like ALD was able to do its thing on an OG model, which I think is almost always going to look better. Like they just have the the more straightforward 997 silhouette here and and that 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 is worth more to me and also like i just think that new balance had a big year and i think it would be wrong to not include a new balance shoe somewhere on here to reflect Absolutely. how many people were fucking with new balance in, in in 2019 and i think that i think that this is the best thing they did this year yeah it was i mean huge comeback I think I think for them it, it's it's funny because New Balance really hasn't even like changed much over the years, yeah. but they just put the to, to put the pieces together better. I'll say that the second best thing they did this year was bring back the nine nine three, which I uh, one of your top one of your like top ten. Oh, I, we we I, actually Joe. Oh my god! We need to, I don't know oh if you saw god. it in the Slack, but I uh, I forget how wealthy was it googling came up. me. Yeah, because oh, okay. I was trying to find. Wait, some... the old the old picture? 
No. Well, I'm oh. trying to find an old story that he had written because we were talking about something, and I ended up finding this list from 2012 where yeah. it was Brendan Dunn's top 25 sneakers of all time. I okay. think top 20, which I did not yeah. want to do that list at all, but... What was it? For the other company? It was for a different website. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I did rank the New Balance 993 high there, and I, I stuck by that. Also, I, I, I love the this 997 that we're talking about now because it gives me a little bit of nostalgia. It's weird to say this in the same decade, but like for that 2013, 2012. You sent Devin somewhere to pick up a pair? (laughs) Devin did no missions for these. And also New Balance 997 designed by Stephen Smith. There you go. Another person who's been talked about a lot this year. There you go. Um, Just that era when all these retro runners were so hot, you know, when everybody was was into whatever ASICS was doing, all those collabs, like all these suede and mesh runners, like this just kind of brings me back to that part of the decade, which I thought was, uh, you know, a a nice feeling. That's always a great feeling, nostalgia. Done. Kick it off for number eight. Uh, Number eight. And I don't think I had as much sway on this list as you guys did i was a little removed from this so was i watching from afar so who do we blame if we don't like any of these picks is wealthy the person we can blame in the room i'm not the person to blame sometimes i kind of just you know zach and ben so everybody everybody shout out to zach zach came through the holiday party in the lv drill (laughs) the drip of the the monkler jacket yeah i uh collector managing editor yes i i've learned to give way a little bit okay number eight Number eight is the Yeezy 380 Alien. I mean, I've been harping personally on the idea a lot that like Yeezy needs to make more silhouettes because we've seen the 350 so, so much. So I think this is kind of the solution to that, where it's like, finally, we have something well, new. On the Sneaker of the Year panel, we saw we actually had the the black one, the black 350 V2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we actually had that one, I believe, on this list originally. And then at the end, we were kind of like, you know what? Let's just put the 380 instead. Do you remember that we didn't put the Wave Runner on? Remember the Yeezy? We didn't. What was the one that we didn't left off? We left off a couple years ago. I think it. And it turned out to be the best one. When the Wave Runner. I think it was the Wave Runner. runner. Didn't we leave it off? No, we put the we put the the power phase instead. Yes. Mistake. That was a big mistake. In hindsight, I'm admitting I was like, oh, I don't think the Wave Runner. I think the power phase is better. What a mistake that was. You're taking responsibility for that. A hundred percent. Do you remember that? I remember it. No, but wealthy. You were like, oh, I think this one's better. And then I was like, no, the power phase. No, and and let me tell you, even Jordan missed a few shots because that was a mistake. That was my mistake. And I, (laughs) but I think at the time though that like. I think I remember Russ Benson being like, fuck this shoe. Like, and the, the, really? No, the Wave Runner. Really? And yeah. me, me and him, yeah, maybe me and him, yeah, 70, it's 78 degrees. It's hot in here. Sorry. Um, but I remember, to your credit, I'll give you credit, Welty, you were like, the Wave Runner is definitely the, the Yeezy that should be on this list this year. Yeah. And we fought it. And wow, we were wrong. I think it's the best Adidas Yeezy of all time. So do I. The Wave Runner? Yeah. You might be right about that. One thing I want to say about the 380 Alien, how well is it going to age? I always worry about with the Yeezy stuff, especially because like it's another knit shoe. And I'm, I'm even thinking like knit shoes. We've been doing this since 2012 now when Nike introduced Flyknit. Like, is the knit shoe thing a trend that we're going to see go away for a while? Or is this just here to stay because what it means for manufacturing? I like, feel like it's just the one exception to the rule. What like is the Yeezys being to like nobody else wants niche shoes, but the Yeezys the one niche shoe that keep kinda, making them like yeah, that. Yeah. All right. Did did do either of you guys have the three eighty? I don't personally. Oh, the one the one we I think uh, we need not, to talk not about particular uh, colorway that I would wear. Okay. But I'm not mad at the silhouette. I think the one we need to talk about that was like the controversial niche shoe from the sneaker of the year panel was what? the was the nice kicks ultra boost. Oh right. Yeah, but the panel. 
Okay, the panel. This is a complex con. The complex con panel liked it. The audience didn't. Yeah, I, well, Welty is obsessed with this show. No, I'm not obsessed with it. Come on. Um, uh, but uh, I, how many different complex programming are you going to bring it up on? <laughs> no, but I, I think I just had to mention he it. Shoehorns this thing. No, I think we just had to mention yeah. it because it was like part of the sneaker of the year discussion. I don't even I don't even want to talk about the shoe, but that right. was like in the one the one thing that I think is tough about the sneaker of the year panel yeah. versus sneaker of the year is you, we do it in first week in November. And also the tough part is no one submits their list and then everyone complains and I'm there like holding the bag like, oh, well, Clark, you know. Clark Kent, once again. Clark Kent said that he couldn't get to six or seven <laughs> of the year. Which is anyway. interesting. So, Welty, you don't want to talk about the Nice Kicks Ultra Boost? No, it's I'm the just first time this has ever happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, nope. Nope. I just, I just thought I had to mention it because of the reaction at the... Do you think we ranked it too high there? I wanted to get another, not try to get another Adidas mm -hmm. shoe on the list. Yeah, but Paola. It, yeah. No, but it's, as as we can agree, though, I think one of the toughest things with making these lists is, you know, you want, like, all the best shoes, but you also want to have some sort of semblance of balance. For sure. On it. Like, yeah. if, if you're like, oh, I love Air Jordan, and all of a sudden the list is, you know, nine Air Jordans, and then nothing else, like, you could maybe make that. You could maybe make it all Nike sneakers. Yeah. But I feel like that's not... It's not the way to go about it. It's not it. a reflection of what's really going on. Yeah. Or it might we're, be we're gonna, well, we're going to get to that point in a couple slots because that there's a shoe on here that directly speaks to your point there. Yeah. Um, are you done talking about the Nice Kicks Ultra Boost? No, I didn't I wouldn't want to talk about it. I was just trying wanted to No, I'm I'm, I'm joking. With you. I'm joking with you. Uh, next shoe on the list so so we had the Yeezy 380 Alien and number 8 Joe, I need you to explain we number 7. You, you, we talked about it already in the in the collaborations episode. You are obsessed with the shoe. I suspect your massive sway in it this didn't, company though. is the it only didn't. reason it's here. Number seven, the G Dragon Air Force One, a shoe okay. that Joe has. How many pairs of? Did I? Say, what did I say? No, I said three pairs. Did Lost I say track. Six? Did yeah. you get? Did you? I know you were trying to finesse a pair of the Korea exclusive with the red swoosh. I didn't get them. I'm trying though. I'm definitely trying. Desperately. That yeah. shoe's worth like four thousand dollars. I know. Well. This is the G-Dragon Air Force One. The black shoe wears away on so the upper. So to be fair, you know, I'm on record saying that it may have cracked my top 10. Definitely top Literally cracked. Yeah, top 13. Okay. Top 13 to top 15. But, Wealthy, I wasn't in the slack when, when this really got, this landed at number seven. Who else felt like that? Uh, I think Ben Felderstein put it on That's the list. That's my man. I like this shoe. <laughs> try try and I get like a first year bonus out of that one. Again, I... Like the G Dragon, the whole G Dragon story that we talked about yeah. a couple podcasts ago. I think I am heavily into shoes looking deconstructed right now. It started with the Mars Yard, uh, what, two years ago at this point? And since then, the deconstructed, and, and you guys know me, like as many pair of sneakers that I have, I love wearing dirty sneakers. Yes. And I love wearing worn in sneakers. And to the fact that you don't i even think i remember lance i think crystalia uh on sneaker shopping we were talking about the lance mountain and he's like dude they're supposed to like r uh, rub off he's like i wear them all the time they don't rub off and these, these, na yeah, these naturally will, yeah. rub off and i really like that funny and funny story about your beaten sneakers i remember um you you were well known for having a jordan three pair of jordan yes. threes that you beat yes. the hell out of and i think they made the rounds on the internet and uh they i know who did that feature they, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. They, oh. uh, I think they made their way to Tumblr just as kind of a viral image, right? And it's no, like something you put up on the mood board. Yeah, no names. Someone saw the picture on Tumblr, 
grabbed the shoes and I think posted it on Complex Sneakers, really? uh, like Instagram or whatever. And you saw that the picture. I was like, that was my sh- shoe. You, no, but you were like, you weren't just, that was my shoe. Why the fuck are you posting pictures of my shoes without tagging me in it? Well, listen. Uh, <laughs> gotta, you got to level up the clout wherever. <laughs> when was that? That's embarrassing, Welty. Jeez. This is, this is the, this is the. This Before is, you got a blue check. This is the this is the this is the fiftieth street Joe Lapuma days. We had the corner office and would just come out and just fucking. Who would I have yelled at about that though? Do you want? You, Welty doesn't seem comfortable putting the name out there. Someone who doesn't work here anymore. Someone works who doesn't at a, work here because of that? Here's what I would <laughs> no, say. works at a rival company. Okay, here's what I would say. The only thing that I would say about that is maybe that they didn't realize it was my shoe. And like, how do you not know if you work with me <laughs> for those years? How do you not know the exact contours of yeah. Joe Lapuma's? Well, I apologize to whoever that is. Black I'm, I'm an older, calmer man now. <laughs> <laughs> older for sure. Yeah. So G-Dragon, number seven. I'm happy about it. For the reasons that I mentioned, I think like I spoke about, like we spoke about a couple weeks ago, fourth quarter, a lot of Air Force Ones dropped. This is definitely my favorite. I'm still beating the first pair I have, and then I have some other. Does this have the impact? But this is the whole like Nike SB kind of uh, argument, I guess, or like the Supreme argument where it's like. I don't get it. What do you mean? Where it's like, you've never, you only can't even name a G-Dragon song. And I'm not like holding that against you, but you can't. And it's like. You get the Morrissey T-shirt, but you have no clue who Morrissey is. It's like the reason why I, I didn't get the Morrissey shirt. All right. Anyways, but people, um, I guess you're not a charming man. But um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but it's kind of like me personally. I don't have anything against G Dragon. I just don't right. listen to his music. Right. So I don't want to get a G Dragon sneaker. Right. Where it's like you'd ha- see all these shoes like De La Soul Dunks or whatever, right. and then right. it's like if you're not a fan of the group, should you get the shoe? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you said I can't name a G Dragon song. I can name tons if you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Act one. Google's a good Power. friend too. Last things thirty five. <laughs> Siri, <laughs> Siri, help me. Temple. Tell tell us your favorite G Dragon bars in Korean. Also intro. Siri, bail me the fuck out. <laughs> um, I want to move on to the next shoe. I think we've given the G Dragon Air Force One enough enough airtime between this Fair. and the other episode. Next shoe we want to talk about. This is number six on Complex's Sneakers of the Year for twenty nineteen. A shoe we discussed elsewhere. Like we said, there's some overlap. The Travis Scott Jordan 6 collab. I believe this is another one that was left out of the panel at Complex. And this is what kind of Welty was talking about, how you you always strive to have a balanced list. This was left off the list because people in this office, this was left off the ComplexCon panel list because people in this office felt that there should not be two Travis Jordan collabs on... The list, and there's and, all, and there's also the audience, people. The, there's the there's the also audience. people in the office that Who think just that put it no one and two. No, there's also people in the office that think that there should be like four Travis Scott sneakers Fair. on this list. Fair. No, but that's but that's sort of, and it's not like throwing shade or anything. Not but that's all. sort of the I feel like the dynamic that we work in with sometimes, where it's like there's some of us that are kind of like you know you, maybe you want to see a balance, or maybe you're just not the biggest Travis Scott fan, and then you also work with you know a lot of the younger guys who yeah. Travis Scott's everything. But so, I will tell you the audience reaction to this being left off, and even some jaded sneaker people who I talked to, sneaker friends Mm -hmm. who I was discussing the list with who they were like, oh, where's the Travis 6? I was like, oh, we left it off. They're like, you're wiling. Really? Yeah, these are like high-level sneaker people. Do you personally like that shoe? I don't really love it compared to the other Travis collabs. I even like the Air Force Ones better. Not the recent Air Force Ones, the first ones. I agree. The Travis, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not that big into this Olive Jordan 6 but, but my thing is like it, it's kind of in the same vein of the undefeated colorways and those are always good so so the way it looks like that mm-hmm. makes sense and it's got this thing that's kind of semi-functional not totally functional but like 
the addition of the stash pocket on the side. I, yeah. I, I think like Travis Scott has been able to take liberties with Jordans, and I like For that. Sure. And then people haven't felt too alienated by them, so I think that's a marker kinda, of the shoe success. I kind of don't like the pocket on it because you call it a stash pocket, but I always feel like stash pockets were always like they're a little more discreet mm. on a shoe where it's like it's stuffed in somewhere or it's on the lining or it's on the tongue or something like that, where yeah. this literally has like cargo pants pockets on the side of it. You can't actually hide anything. No. Hidden in plain sight. That audience reaction, though, they that, they, le- that let us know that yeah, we were they wrong. Crucified, they crucified. No, I us get, for I it. get it. I know that like these are the shoes that are gonna hit with the kids. You know, like you, I can't look past that. I can't be so you know out of touch that like I don't understand right. that a Travis Scott six is a top ten. It's the kids who are out of touch. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I told, I totally get it. Just, I guess maybe me personally in my head, I'm kind of like, eh, doesn't do it for me. But I understand why. But we could all agree that this. In terms of impact, yeah, it's it's a high-ranking sneaker in terms of impact. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I, I think they did not ruin the Jordan 6, which is always a risky run when you're taking design liberties with the shoe. I think the colorway makes sense. The materials are nice. Funny story, I actually have two pairs at my desk really one 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 legit a, go ahead sorry <laughs> spoiler alert my bad uh, Tell one one from jordan brand thank you to the good people of jordan brand for sending me those um number two was one that i inherited from a co-worker who shall not be named yeah. who, that we've already named in the podcast <laughs> yes and that has it was the biggest deal that go ahead finish. he got in the mail from uh, a reselling platform that yes. we will not name yes a gift mm-hmm. of a pair of travis scott jordan nice sixes. gesture yeah, uh, you know, it's the thought that counts, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, people were examining them because some things seemed a little off. You they were, were very far off. It wasn't even like very, the box. Very far I was, the box. I was, the box. You were talking well, about the box. I was ten feet away, and the suede was non-existent. <laughs> yeah, you could you could smell like the, the fakeness on the really shoe. Yeah, bad. the box is Super really duper boo boo. Yeah. But long story short, Foo-foo he fakes. hit he hit up the company who sent it to him. The PR girl felt bad about it. They got it, a Jordan, it, and got, somehow he got the Travis Scott Jordan ones yeah, pro bono him, out I of it. I thought I saw him post another 
uh, gift from that company. So they, they <laughs> yeah. must have felt really bad. But yeah. Uh, but so those are sitting at my desk. I don't know what what we should do with them. You know, we need and to set them on fire. There's also I'm sure another. Be in a cold open for full size. There's run. also another uh, Travis Scott sneaker that actually got unveiled today. That React 270 that probably right. isn't coming out before the end of the year. But that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis probably, Scott. It's probably something we'll be talking about. Maybe I don't know next year. Maybe maybe not. I'm sure we'll have plenty of time for it. Uh, are we happy with the Travis Scott sixes landing in an appropriate six? Not a personal here? favorite, but I understand why it makes the list. Same. Yeah. I'm totally cool with it, and I think that this shoe going forward is going to have us rethink these lists. Honestly, and you also saw Offset wearing the the yellow. Yes. Yeah. This Travis six. I'm going to remember this one next year when if there's a two time collaborator who is on the bubble for their shoes to make it twice on this list, this is a good example to point back to, well, you know, last year, Travis Sixes and Travis Ones could have been on it and we, we left it off for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, next shoe on the list, another collaboration, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying some of the stuff there's overlap, overlap with. Uh, Welty's shaking his head. I don't know if he's mad at this. We went in a lot on this, happened, but on the other one, but. Number five on the complex sneakers of the year list for 2019, Cactus Plant. Vapor Max. Totally where it should be for me. I think that's perfect. I know Welty. I don't like that shoe at all. Yeah. Well, defend it. De- Why? Defend your stance, yeah. Um, it's a very of-the-moment shoe. Very of-the-moment shoe. I guess, like, we're talking about uh, collaborations um, with artists. If I don't believe in the brand yeah, also that's, that's co- said last collaborating on yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's fucking smiley faces with, like, four eyes and... I like it. This is and built I like for you to hate. Yeah, f- that's what it is. It, this is a matter of taste. For Welty to hate, specifically. Uh-huh. This is that. And I don't like the Vapor Max. I don't like 14, I, me and Welty in the room. I don't like the Vapor Max. I don't like the Vapor Max 2019 either. But the funny part is in the back of my head, now that I'm thinking about it, this is probably more the style of the shoe that I would have been like caping for back really? in those days. Because I feel like back in like 2013, you mm-hmm. were all like retro basketball, like high fashion shoes like Balenciaga Arena. Yeah, no, to, I didn't say. Joe's that. like trying to get like a Y three sneaker on the list. Like <laughs> that happened. Uh, was it unless it was that Y three that Y three Prime knit? There don't was there was those. definitely moments where like, dude, but you don't know how sick these look with leather pants, and I'm like, dude, I don't own <laughs> leather is, pants. He's lying. He's lying. <laughs> he's li- the picture <sighs> that he's painting me out to be is crazy. Anyway, we really we spent a lot on this topic uh, on this shoe. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go back over it too much, but I do. I do. Do you I, like it? I, I don't like it, but I, I understand its impact, and I think it was a big shoe. Um, it's the, the ranking is a little high for me because, like I said, I'm still like confused about cactus plant as a whole, and I think that the shoe may not age particularly well. You know that that shouldn't necessarily dock it uh, for 2019's ranking because we're talking about this year and this moment. But even the Vapor Max itself as a silhouette hasn't aged great. Like it's already lost a lot of its luster because of the way they milked it, which which you got to do that type I, of stuff. But uh, I think Andre 3000 was wearing them yeah, with that picture, and, and I liked it. That's in the, the thing. picture with Rick Rubin uh, the other day. What I would say about that, just to end it here, I, Andre killed it. I thought I liked that fit. He had the hoodie on, and when I put these on, you know, when like you put them on, you're like. Do I really love this shoe? And right. then you don't put it on for like two or three weeks, and then you put it on again, and you're like, I really fuck with these shoes. Yeah. Every time I put these on and every time I wear them, whether it's for an episode or just to chill, I really like these these shoes. It has like a pipe cleaner as like a swoosh. <laughs> yeah. Number four shoe on the list, uh, a retro Air Jordan. I, I feel like these lists contain less and less straight retros, which is yeah. good, and I, I feel like it's almost an indicator of the idea that just a retro is not 
enough anymore. Yeah. So, so I'm glad we've kind of kind of moved away from that. Number four, a fitting, an Air Jordan four, the black cement pair. You know what is is kind of embarrassing to admit? I totally forgot that these came out this About year. Me. Four four pairs. I am embarrassed because these came out in May, and I, 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 as we were prepping for this episode, I was like, "What the fuck? Uh, I didn't buy them. what? What was I doing?" Well, it also for the shows. Longest, how, sorry, you go ahead. No, it shows how much recency bias plays in in these lists as well. For the longest time, the black that we just talked about, the black three cement that I would beat up, that was my favorite Jordan of all time. The in probably the past two three years. This black red four has turned into my favorite Jordan of all time. The black cat four is a close second, which is coming back. Can't wait for those. This to me, every year, uh, every time it releases, I'm going to have multiple pairs. I, I don't think I've even worn them yet from this year, but this is my favorite Jordan of all time. I'm ashamed that I that I wasn't paying attention or, or convinced myself that I didn't want to spend the money. You know, I, I have some old pairs with the Jumpman on the back, so this is important because they did the Nike Air on the back. And, and to me, that just like reminds me so much of when you first get into sneakers and that shoe was so coveted and it was so, yes. you know, you, you, well, I think you that's learned the, about why Nike Air yes. was important and then this is finally happening. Oh and, man, and that suede when it gets beat up. I think that, that well, I think that that's why the shoe's um, good, even though I it's not a shoe that I'll personally wear. It's mm -hmm. I can admit that this is a good retro. Yeah, like it's it's if you talk about retros and you know I was discussing it the other day where it's like for a lot of people who don't remember, you know, who maybe got into sneakers in the past few years, you're kind of lucky because you know ten plus years ago, retro shoes were really fucking bad. Yeah, we were if, talking about this. If you if you look back at retros from you know ten years ago, it's like. The materials were crap. The shape wasn't right. The logos weren't mm -hmm. right. Like mm -hmm. I remember, like Nike was releasing Agassiz that didn't have the tennis ball on the back, and it's just like, what the f like, what the what's fuck? going on here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. And now it's like you're actually doing the shoe, uh, you know, justice. But the one thing too that I thought was the most ridiculous thing on the sneaker of the year panel, besides the BB, was. People's trying to wonder, getting mad that the Cool Gray Four wasn't on the top ten sneaker of the year list. And yeah, you you just brought that up off uh, off. Yeah, pod. and multiple people were complaining that that shoe wasn't on the list. It doesn't need to be on there. I mean, listen, we left off a lot of Jordan heat. Yeah, it was even crazy to go back and reflect on what Jordan did this year in yeah, terms of retros. Yeah, he wrote a piece about it. Yeah. They released the black and red Elevens. They released the black and infrared Sixes. Yes, and they released the black and red Fours. Are you like no? Banner it, year. One no, how year? jaded are we? How jaded are we that it, it, it just it, came with all went. that? And then you're going to try to cape for the cool gray fours. Yeah. So, so I love the cool gray four. I like and, them too, and but I, those three. they're in my rotation. I, I wear them regularly, but there are a lot of Jordans we would put on this list before we put the cool gray four on it. And, and I will say that the high ranking straight retro model of the black cement Jordan four at number four here, I think is the right decision. I, I want it real quick. We'll get in and out. Does the black cat four. In this conversation, how close is it for me personally? The black hat four is right, not, not I don't like from an iconic level that a black and red four is, but the from a personal standpoint, the black cat four 
in my collection is right near. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is like the argument we used to have. It's like I hate all black sneakers. So okay. no matter like what like it yeah. is, like no, but you're gonna like be like this shoe's awesome because you love all black sneakers, right. and I don't like all black sneakers at all. So it's like we're never gonna see eye to eye Wait, on it. What about done in in the scope of Black Cat Four? Is it even in the same conversation as those iconic? I don't think so. And okay. I really want a pair. And oh, I, I can't I, wait. I, I want a pair too. I know that to me that's one of the like Joe LaPuma signature wait. shoes. Can't I, wait. I, I, I always. All black and all white shoes always brings me back to Staten Island bros getting well, all white. I can't wear white. I can't wear white. No, but it's honestly. either all white or all black like Air Max 90s if they were going down 100%. the shore for the weekend. I feel very Jersey Shore-esque when, or Staten Island or Long Island when I wear all white. An Itali- yeah, a Itali- uh, full-blooded Italian dude wearing all white with like sneakers. A, like, with like a track suit, all yeah, white it sneakers. Just feels, I'm telling you, it feels weird to me. I'm so. glad I don't have any of that stigma. I randomly that all white Air Max 90 anniversary edition. I really want those. Those look tough. I, I, one more thing on the Jordan note. Um, I think we should mention nowhere close to making a list in terms of best sneakers, but the Jordan 34, quite nice. Yes. And there was people that were complaining about uh, Zion Williamson not signing to Puma and getting an ugly-ass basketball sneaker yep. to play in, which was kind of weird. Ugly-ass basketball sneaker meaning the Jordan 34. Yes. Come on. Next shoe on the list. Uh, this is another one that I think is too high. I'm, I'm happy to debate it with you guys. Number three on the best sneakers of 2019. Off-white MCA, the blue Air Force Ones. So we had this at number five on the Complex Con list. I think it's more suited at number five than number three. Yeah. And I, I think um, that, yeah, it's only two spots But different. isn't this a shoe that you love, though? I don't know. If, I, not in the top three, I don't think. The, the thing to me is, like, it's not a lot of new ideas. So... Yeah, like I put the ca- sorry, I put the cactus plant for me personally. Bef- um, where the, I, w- I would flip these on the complex. List. I think I think we did have it, and then we were just kind of like in the in the Slack channel. We were kind of like is the, high. the cactus is whack. So it's three just is the, high I, for uh, Air Force One in a awesome color, though. It, That's the thing. But here's awesome the thing: color. It, it doesn't really introduce anything new. This no. colorway was first done at Complex Con in 2017. The white they, pair. And then there was the MoMA pair, the black pair. Now, awesome. now I think the Chicago one, this, they did, you know, this is in connection with the art museum there where Virgil had the big exhibit. Didn't like, they release at Complex Con too? They did. Oh, Two oh, pairs. Two pairs. The blue one, yes. The two pairs. In Complex Con. Chicago. That's <laughs> two pairs. <laughs> two pairs. Um, anyway. But, but, but it, you know, there's just not enough new here. Although I love the Chicago connection because of Virgil. I, I just think, like, this shoe didn't do enough different to really be so, so high. I would say not enough new. But it for, looks great. Not enough new for number three, but I think definitely, I think five is a good place for it. And, again, what we talked about, he did ten shoes where you could argue eight out of ten were awesome game changers. And then maybe the converse in the first flight of the 10. And then for this is what now, th- two or three years later, two years later, two years later that this this is on the list yeah, from right. the 10, that blue and the s- silver swoosh, perfect colorway on a model that we just talked about G-Dragon. This is, you know, this is four, four spots higher than the G-Dragon. Do you it's think a the, great colorway. Do you think the Virgil stuff's getting old? I like that he's doing new stuff now. Like it's about time for him to do something different than the ten. You know? I don't think. I personally, I don't think. I, you know, the off-white dunks. I want. I want the Michigan ones, and I got the. But red that's and gray something. Ones. But that's something new. Yeah, that that that's that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think Virgil in general, his ideas are getting old because they're different ideas now. The the yeah. things that these dunks are proposing are different than the things that the yes. tens are proposing. I still want to know exactly why the dunks look the way they do. They didn't have the kind of backstory attached to them that that the the initial 10 did you know when the 10 first came out i'm off on a tangent here that i promise i'll close soon but there was a lot of 
background from Nike on why those shoes look that way. I've seen a lot less of that with respect to the dunks. He hasn't really got interviewed about it you or explained I mean? it. Yeah, I I like him. Virgil's, I, also, I Virgil's also at the point, too, where he kind of like doesn't need to explain himself anymore. You know what I mean? I showed you that these showed up yesterday. I need an explanation. <laughs> He also 408 LV. I'm going to I'm going to rock these. Bro. I was I was telling you should you should do the drop top on him, man. Like cut them. I'm not going to cut them, but I, Steve I gotta, Caballero. I got to yeah. figure it out. Uh we have two more shoes yes. left on the list we want to talk we, about. Can, before we go into this, do you have the list here of uh, which shoes besides the there were other shoes from the, besides the nice kicks that didn't make the list? I don't have Daybreak. those those runner Daybreak didn't make. Okay, undercover the, um, Daybreak. Which I loved. They were in my top 10 for sure. I think that's I the only guys, I think that's the only other and we one. We spent a lot of time on those, but I I the Daybreaks I was just looking in, through in my the Instagram. Easy, in the Black Easy. Yeah, the Black the, Easy. Yeah, I was okay. looking through my Instagram from yep. this year. I wore a different pair of Daybreaks multiple times. You see that shoe so it's not a bad yeah, thing, but you see yeah. that shoe so much in the office. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um any other any other ones we want to talk about before we get to these top 2? I don't think so. I think we're ready for the top 2. I think unfortunately everyone knows what the top 2, yeah. <laughs> two is, but uh, and you know, the same disclaimer that I've said multiple times, it's there are models we've covered elsewhere yes. because they are collaborations. Number 2, we picked the Travis Scott Jordan 1 and then number 1, we picked the Sakai LD Waffles. Uh are we happy with that? Definitely ha- I'm definitely happy with it. Uh, the one thing I was surprised about is how split from the Travis ones and the Sakai, where one and two, those posi- jockeying for those positions, where some people really thought that the Travis should be one and the Sakai should be two and vice versa. I think the Travis one is an awesome shoe. I think anytime you take on the Jordan one, there it's very risky. and It's risky, but it's also a layup. It, it, well... I don't know okay. if I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, a, I, I think it's more risky that people be like, wow, it, you're, t- you're, you're, you're kind of it's retooling. It's no, Yeah, man. you're retooling the, one of the most iconic silhouettes it's also, of all time. It's, it's like, it's like bowling with the bumpers on, man. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, though. Code. A brown, brown, brown and white colorway, like. Escape type. I give beat. him a little more credit it's than It's so than easy that. to knock it out of the park, though. Like, it is easy to, fu- like, you could fuck how, it up. Yeah, but how many Jordan ones have came and went that have been not good? A lot. A lot. A lot. Wealthy, think of like, besides the iconic colorways, think of how many Jordan ones released in the past few years that have came and went. I think there's a ton. Yeah. I think there's a ton. Like, people love the Gatorade Jordan ones. Like, there's been so many that have released. Which isn't a good shoe. That's what I'm saying, dude. But people still cool like them. But no, but people still like them. I didn't like that. But, but I'm just saying, that was only one. I don't want to just point out the Gatorade ones, but... You go to these consignment stores and you see how many I'm, colorways. I'm so tired of like the fandom around the Jordan One at this point. Yeah, like you it, do have a vendetta against this. I get understand is, why. Real quick, this is one of many models that Wealthy has. Like this whole that's crazy this to me though. Whole, like, Only uh, because no, because I think it's me, a great shoe. But there's so many like kids on Instagram who try to buy like every single colorway of the shoe, and all they do is fucking take photos on well, their Instagram I? to rack up the likes, where they have those cutout fucking. Uh, closets or whatever though? and like do the fucking Roy G. Biv of the Go off. can I tell you something though I will tell you and this shit's is, this corny is, bro this is some behind the scenes of sneaker shopping stuff I would love I would love to not and Alejandro who's to my right could attest to this I would love to not start many episodes at the Jordan 1 when celebrities come on set and we start talking about you know that we, we kind of build pr- some like short pre-production 
You know where they always want to start. You know where they always say that their favorite shoe is the Jordan One. But that, but always. That, but to me, that's the argument where it's like the Jordan One is like the most iconic or one of the most iconic shoes. And I'm I, I'm not blaming for pe- people for you know not Liking. being not getting super nerdy into it or whatever. But it's also a little bit of like I got into sneakers. This is like the beginner. You know, I'm into sure. I'm in, I'm into shoes sneaker where like i need to get jordan ones that's how people kind of prove or it's like the first uh step along the way of like i'm a sneaker guy i need to get like black and red ones you know like you see that like a lot yeah i I will say all these are valid points and i think that's why the sakai deserves the slot over the travis scott jordan ones because if you kind of consider i think we can all agree that how hot these shoes are is is relatively even the sakai uh, LD Waffle and Travis Scott Jordan One. You know they're about the same, same level of interest. You know, same level of like a uh, hype beast attachment yeah. to them. But but the Sakai did a lot with less. The you level know? of difficulty to exactly, create exactly yeah. exactly like the Travis Scott. We always talk about how if you have a big name attached to a shoe, it's it's going to help it so much more. Travis Scott is going to add way more cachet than Sakai. So Sakai yes. just has to do that much more work. And in addition to that, from a silhouette standpoint. Nobody cares about the LD waffle. Or, well, they you know, created the a new shoe. Exactly. Yes. Nobody cares about these old, like, running shoes, really. LDV, uh, waffle daybreak, you know. So Sakai just had so much more what work a, to do. So good. Such a good shoe. That's why it's the shoe of the year to me. Because the you closest put tra- thing, it, it, yeah. it, it just worked harder for it. Definitely. And that's why, I, even though I think Travis does deserve the number two spot, Sure. I think the level of the number one, the Sakai and... Travis, I think there was, there's kind of, it's not close in my mind. But, and I think that this, this is what kind of uh, summed it up for me on, you know, on sneaker shopping. I remember when you had Blake Griffin mm-hmm. talking about the two shoes and it's, trust me, it's no shots or whatever, but I imagine Blake being a much more pop cultural, mm-hmm. you know, guy in the sneakers and picking that shoe. And I under, which I, shoe? picking which shoe? the Travis over the Sakai. And I yeah. get why the Travis has like that much more like mainstream pop, pop cultural, like NBA, like, you know, tunnel fashion look and so many people are probably if you probably polled people i feel like more people would say that the travis scott jordan one is the sneaker over the year over the sakai ld waffle I okay think fat joe did say to us though that if, if fat joe's word is not to be trusted then i don't know who's exactly. it fat joe fat you, joe said he also he also what did else did he tell you Fat Joe told me a lot. Uh, Fat Joe left me a wiser man. You know what? I, I will say I am kind I'm of personally personally biased toward the Sakai LD Waffle too because it's like some real shoe dog shit in terms mm-hmm. of like old it. runners. The this soul is, is Bill Bowerman type shit. You know what I mean? And again, another thing. Waffles the, on bottom. The deconstructed trend that I've been talking about. It's like. Yeah, it's part the, of this I, ongoing conversation about absolutely. like kind of moving the brand and, and how how people can be more liberal with Nike's iconic branding. And so, I mean, the, the Travis Scott is in that same conversation, but. But like you're saying, if you put Travis Scott, the most, you know, like popular rapper at this, at this moment with the Air Jordan 1, the most popular sneaker at this moment, and it's like, obviously you could fuck it up, but you understand why the appeal yeah, of that yeah, shoe yeah. would be higher. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's a layup, literally. Absolutely. I think there's one thing we need to bring up real quick, though. Okay. One of our personal favorites that didn't make the list. That's tough for me just because the Daybreak was on my list, so I'm going to sit well, this one out. Well, no, but you can put that as, as that. Yeah, the that. Daybreak, I love the Daybreak. Again, it was, to me, I, I keep saying it, The it was like a GR that had a little bit more 
of a cool factor added to it. The way I wore it is definitely like a GR. I wore it so many days and I wore multiple colorways of it. And the fact that it was still on the shelves up until it still may be on the shelves at some select boutiques and you could just go and grab it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And that would be one that is definitely in my personal top 10 that didn't make the complex list, but did make the complex con list. Yeah. I will say the next percent. Um, like I said before, such a true performance model and a real example of Nike innovation to the point where people are trying to ban it and, and are upset by how much it assists the athlete, which is, of course, the central goal of all these things. And it's one that I have a, an emotional and personal connection to after running in them so much. I think it's exactly what a brand should be doing in 2019. That's one for me. Me, I, I think I wrote a story about it earlier in the year, uh, Adidas ZX10,000. Uh, I thought it was cool that they designed all these shoes in 1989. Mm -hmm. They brought back the original designer to be like, hey, if you had the chance to go back and design what the next shoes in the series would have looked like if you had to release the next year and make it new, but also make it you know, retro and like time accurate. I thought that that was actually a really cool thing to do. Yeah, we had one other actually, Joe and I were talking about, should we say the shoe we wore the most this year? Because I feel like sometimes there's discrepancy in, in what's good and what's what's actually know, on our feet. I know what mine was. I mean, you was yours was workout lows. Mine Definitely is the, the bait Reebok workout low. I mean, I'm wearing, I have like four pairs. I'm happy that I found one more like pristine pair because all mine are just like toast. From how much I wear the shoe, Joe. What's your what? What shoe did you Sek wear the most? The, the number one, the Sakai Nike. The really? Blue one, the Over blue the day one. breaks, though. Yeah, you wear those just all the time. The blue ones are totally beat. Your and, black pairs have been. The, the blue ones are totally beat, and the black ones are now totally beat. Wealthy, what, what shoe um, would you wear the most in 2019? I think. Uh, I don't think it was a specific shoe, but I got like every single one of those Adidas ZX Thousands models, and they okay. sent me like. I have like 10, 12 pairs, and it just rotates in between okay. like different colorways. Of you those. were stuck on that. Got yeah. you. Got you. Listen, this has been this is the last podcast before the end of the year. This is the Merry Christmas podcast, right? Yeah, we're coming back in twenty twenty, unlike some other podcasts. In this New space. Year's resolution. <sighs> What are you Whoa. doing? What are you doing? Sorry. What? We can run it back. We can run no, it back. No, no. This is the no. This is the Christmas week podcast. Sorry, sorry guys. This is going to run Christmas week. We hope that everyone catches up on the older podcast if you haven't listened yet and enjoy this one and it's our sixth episode we can't thank you guys enough for the good feedback that we've gotten so far we wish everyone happy holidays yeah whichever holiday you uh, celebrate absolutely and we will see you guys in the new year every friday 6 a.m wherever you consume podcasts merry christmas happy holidays and thanks for rocking with us until this point let us know who you want to see on the pod next year yeah yeah next decade take care Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 